0: Welcome back to another episode of A Vision Includes You Podcast, I'm your host Kevin Vu, I'm an online fitness and mindset coach and today I'm going to be talking about why your leanest will not always be your healthiest. And obviously, I'm an online fitness coach and I promote being healthy, I promote losing body fat, I promote being the happiest and healthiest version of yourself. However, People don't really talk about the dark side of getting to very lean body fat percentages. People don't really talk about, oh, trying to shed as much body fat as possible just to see the number go down. And I just want to bring up that conversation and just get you more aware of like the trade-offs and whether or not getting to that lean or, or your ideal goal weight or goal body is really even worth it. So I'm going to be sharing my own experiences and I'm also going to be painting you a picture of general body fat percentages just so you can see what it takes and whether or not it's worth it for you. Before we get into that, I just want to make a quick disclaimer. I'm not saying that no one should get as lean as possible. It really depends on your goals, what you're looking for, and ultimately it's your decision. If you want to disregard everything I said in this podcast and go do your thing and try to get as lean as possible, then you can definitely do so. I'm just sharing my experiences and what thousands of other people who've been there before, there's always going to be two sides of the story. Someone could feel really great at 5%, 6%, 7% body fat, but for myself and for many other people, maybe they'll feel like absolutely crap. But it really depends. Again, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have different genetics. Everyone's going to have different goals. It really depends, but I'm just going to present you all the information just so you can make that educated decision for yourself. Now let's begin. I went through a series of cutting phases in the past. You know, I recently got through one early on this year and late of last year. I got to my lowest weight, I want to say of around 140-ish pounds. And I've never been 140 pounds since high school. And it's been like, wow, I've never been this weight in like over 10 years. And I remember like being 140 pounds, I was like, damn, I'm actually pretty freaking lean. I could start seeing my six pack. I'd start seeing like veins in areas that I've never seen before, more muscle definition and everything. And yeah, did it it look good? I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I look amazing. But after that, I'm gonna tell you the dark side that no one really talks about. And that's, you know, your overall quality of life. And also when it comes to a health standpoint, I didn't feel like I was actually healthy. Now, this might be shocking to all of you, but there could actually be some side effects of being that lean. In this cutting phase in particular, was I started fainting a lot more. And what that means is my body was so deprived of like nutrients. I was eating, I want to say around hundred grams of carbs or 125 grams of carbs a day from my coach. I'm not going to like I mentioned any names or anything, but I was working with a coach and he got me carb cycling where to the point where you know I would be reducing my carbs and my body, yes, it enjoys carbs because carbs is going to be the body's preferred source of energy. And when I felt that I wasn't having enough carbs or energy in my system, my body would just collapse. And I remember, you know, there were days where I would just fall and collapse on the ground and I would faint and I would give my girlfriend like a mini heart attack when I would actually faint. Because it was like all of a sudden, I think it happened throughout like three times in that program near the end of the cutting phase. And I was like, you know what? Like after working with this coach, I don't think I'm going to resign or anything. I think I'm just going to go on a bulk. I wanted to go on like kind of like a lean bulk just so I could put on more mass, a little bit more size and just get stronger overall. Because let me tell you, like I did feel pretty weak. Like, yes, I was still making some straight gains, but looking at myself. I didn't feel like my aesthetics or like the look and my appearance was reflecting in terms of my strength. Like I knew that if I did add in a little bit more calories, I would be performing a lot better inside the gym and I would be feeling a lot better as well. So that's why I decided to go on a bit of a bulk um, after that cutting phase. Anyways. Back to the point, uh, that's the main issue when it come, came to that cutting phase, was like I was having very low energy levels, I was having pretty much little to no sex drive, I was also fainting a lot due to the crashes um, in energy, and also being fatigued because of the fact that I was not feeling myself with enough carbs. So that was kind of all the side effects in my previous cutting phase, but I just want to talk about my experience in my first ever cutting phase. So in 2019 was when I started my first real cut. And I remember it took a whole year. And in that whole year, as I got leaner, I started experiencing so many different side effects and I'm going to get into it. Um, first of all, besides the energy levels and the mood swings, and I got more irritable and everything, I was always cold. I know it sounds funny, but the fat that you have in your body can actually play as insulation for your organs. So when you are losing body fat, you're essentially losing insulation, thus lowering your body's internal thermostat. So I remember there were days where I, even though it's hot outside, I would be bundling up in like hoodies and like sweatshirts and like different blankets because I was feeling cold even though it was like super hot outside. So it's very (laughs) funny to think about it, but it's actually true. It's one of the side effects that I've experienced was severe cold symptoms. So, the second thing I've noticed was my performance in the gym. Yes, I tried my best to progress overload and I was training really hard. I just felt like some days when I'm like really low calories, it's like I'm depleted. I'm like, I can't even push myself. My recovery sucked, even though I was getting like eight plus hours of sleep every single night. It was really bad. It was really bad. I didn't find training enjoyable at all. And another thing was I was constantly thinking about food. So, that might sound not that shocking but i was thinking about food like almost 24 7 um because again every single time that you're cutting your calories it's like food's the first thing on your mind you're like oh i can't wait for my next meal i can't wait because you know after i eat this big meal or even anything i'm already hungry within like an hour it's like I cannot get my mind off food, I was losing my focus, I wanted to eat things that I knew that were too high in calories and it wasn't really that healthy in my opinion. Uh, It wasn't healthy to be thinking about food all the damn time. So I was constantly hungry, I was constantly thinking about food, and it just wasn't good in terms of like my mental health at all. And one of the biggest things that I've realized during that cutting phase was my social life depleted. Like honestly, my social life was non-existent. Every single time that my friends wanted to hang out, and I didn't really have many at the time, it would be like once every two months or so. And I never really went out to eat. I never really went out to like restaurants and like ordered it out or anything. I was pretty like on top of everything. And I think the biggest things with that is, you know, when I was in university and everything during that cutting phase, I was pretty much isolated from everyone, you know, working on my goals, working on myself. And it was kind of like a lonely path. And I felt that, you know, looking back on it, would I have changed things differently? Would I have um, had some more balance or like made less sacrifices? I don't, I'm not sure. But I do believe that getting to that point again now wouldn't be something sustainable for me at this point in time. Like I do enjoy spending time with my family, spending time with my girlfriend, spending time quality time going out to eat like these are things that I value because it's a sense of bonding and I think that it's very important to understand that if you are chasing a very lean aesthetic or like a very lean physique whatever it is you are going to make sacrifices but you have to understand are those sacrifices really worth those precious moments that you want to have Okay, And obviously, there's a fine balance, but those who are chasing, for example, for men, 68% body fat percentage, or for women, anywhere from 15 to 18% body fat percentage, almost like a bodybuilder at this point where they step on stage and they compete to see who looks the best. Like Those people, they make tremendous sacrifices. They pretty much have to say no to everything that comes their way. And if you say, oh, I want to look like that, I want to look like a bodybuilder, you have to also understand that these people, they pretty much sacrifice everything in order to look a certain way. Now, is that really healthy? Most likely not, but you also have to understand the trade-offs. Now, with that being said, I just want to give you the cost of getting lean. I'm going to be talking about different body fat percentages and I want to give you also like the benefits and the trade-offs, like what you're willing to have to sacrifice. And you can make that judgment on your own, whether or not you actually want to get that lean. So for men, we typically have less body fat than women. And just a general guideline, women typically have 10 more body fat percentage that's equivalent to a man. So for example, if a man is 15% body fat percentage, the equivalent in a woman will be 25% body fat percentage. Now, let's talk about the benefits if you are a man over 20% body fat, or if you're a woman over 30%. Well, the benefit is that Well, maybe you don't have to put in as much work. Like, it's easy to maintain. You probably have... A social life because you're eating out all the time, you don't really care about your goals or anything. Heck, you probably don't even have any goals. So these are times, you know, when you don't have any fitness goals, you aren't working on yourself, you don't really have like any real reason to get started. It can be fairly easy, just you know, cruising through life, enjoying your life, not really working on yourself. Like, I totally get that. That could be a benefit for to some people, but the trade-off is obviously poor health you're going to have low energy levels because you're going to be fatigued all the time and you're carrying around a lot of body fat, you're probably going to have a less lifespan and you're going to have risks of so many other cardiovascular diseases, heart attacks, obesity, so many different conditions. And that's the trade-off that you're going to have to take if you are operating at a higher body fat percentage. For a healthy body fat percentage, for men, I would say maybe around... 15 to 20% for a woman, maybe around 25 to 30%. And the benefits, well, you're going to have improved health and energy. You will probably have improved sleep. Exercise is probably going to be pretty easy and enjoyable, but the trade-off is it's going to require some effort. It's going to require some thought. It's going to require some planning. And obviously when it comes to aesthetics, you're going to look pretty good, but you won't actually look super lean. Now, If you are within, let's say, ten to fifteen percent for men, and twenty to twenty-five percent for women, the benefits are: it's going to be fairly easy to maintain. Uh, You might actually have that fit appearance. You're going to have higher energy, better overall health. You might have a lot less, fewer food cravings due to you know balanced diets and you're consistent with your workouts and everything. And it's going to be relatively easy to maintain once all those habits become a part of your lifestyle. And one thing I do want to mention is that this for most people is a happy medium. Like you're going to look fit and healthy, but at the same time, you're not going to be super strict to the point where you're depriving yourself of everything you love. So I think like 10 to 15% for men and 20 to 25% for women. If you want to look the part, if you want to feel the part, this is honestly the good balance. So the trade-offs, what are the trade-offs here? Yeah, it's going to require a lot more planning. There might be some social sacrifices. Uh, For example, you might have to exercise instead of like hanging out with your friends at the bar. You might have to require more effort and attention when it comes to your programming. It might require more time to learn how to manage your stress, get in your steps, adhere to your workout programs, make everything fit into your lifestyle. But overall, like I want to say the benefits do outweigh the cons in this point in time. Now let's talk about extremely lean, extremely lean. So for example, for men, that could be anywhere less than 10%. And obviously the leaner it is, like let's say 5%, 6%, 7%, that's extremely lean. These are like people who step on stage and go bodybuilding. Now for women, that would be anywhere under 20% body fat percentage. So the benefits, yes, you are going to look extremely lean, you're going to look shredded, you're going to look so freaking good. It's almost like you're about to step on stage and like compete. And for your health, it really depends. If you are someone who just wants to be lean, like super lean all year round, and you're not really paying attention to like your blood work or anything like that that's given by your doctor, you're not working closely with a coach, then yeah, it can be very detrimental if, especially if you don't know what you're doing and you are just constantly starving yourself just to be super lean. You can be healthy if you're working with a coach, if you're working with your doctor, making sure sure that you understand what your blood work means and dissecting that, okay, there's no nutrient deficiencies, then yeah, that could be completely healthy. But for the most vast majority of people, it won't be as healthy to be on one end of the extreme spectrum. It's not going to be super healthy being extremely lean and it's not going to be healthy being extremely obese. Now, what are some of the trade-offs? What are some of the trade-offs when it comes to being that lean? So again, for men, it's going to be under 10% body fat. For women, it's going to be under 20% body fat. The trade-offs, you're going to have extremely high sacrifices. You're going to have to say no to all of your social events, especially those that involve food. Like you're not going to have time to say yes to people who don't benefit your goals. So your life is literally going to be revolved around your goals. if something doesn't support your goals, you're probably going to say no. You're not going to have much opportunities. You're probably not going to have opportunities to make time for any hobbies or interests outside of fitness. And you might lose out on a lot of precious time with like your family, your friends. And it's going to be a big time commitment to measure weigh out all your foods, making sure that you're tracking your macros, making sure that you're getting in your cardio and getting your workouts in. And it may also impact your current environment. And what that means is if you have a friend circle right now and they don't value the same things as you do, you might have to say bye to that friend circle or at least keep them at arm's length because you only want to be around people who see and share your same vision. So I want to ask you all, do you believe that that trade-off is worth it? Some of you, yeah, it could be, but for a lot of you, maybe having a well-balanced approach of the 10 to 15% body fat percentage for men and 20 to 25 body fat percentage for women that might be the ideal body fat percentage. So for myself, let's talk about my current status, my current updates. Right now I'm anywhere from 15 to 18% and I feel good here. I feel good. Again, I'm going on a little bit of a bulk and I do feel like my strength has dramatically improved and I do feel like I feel a lot better. I feel like I don't have to be as Meticulous and strict, I still look great in my body and I still feel great in my body. Yes, I might be doing a little bit of a mini cut later down the line, but for now, it really depends on your goals. And I just want to ask you all that one question What are your goals? And do you believe that the trade offs are worth it? Sometimes we get caught off in, you know, following all these social media people and we're like, you know what, that person looks really good. I want to achieve that physique. But it's not realistic because what you see on social media is not always what you see in real life. Yes, that person might look super great, but internally, they don't feel the best. So you have to understand the trade-offs. You have to understand what what are your goals and what are the compromises and sacrifices you're willing to make in order to achieve that goal. Okay, So again, just remember that your leanness isn't always your healthiest. You have to find that healthy balance of what are your goals. And just remember that losing body fat doesn't mean you're always getting healthier. If you're obese, for instance, yes, Losing body fat might be a great idea, but if you're already super lean and you want to continue losing more body fat and you have no intention of, for example, competing in a show or a sport or anything like that, where you don't necessarily need to lose that body fat, maybe it's time to reconsider your approach, all right? So hopefully you got a ton of value in this podcast episode. If you did get value, I would love for you to screenshot this, post it to your story and tell me Vision Fitness. Until next time, I am signing off. Peace!